What's going on, guys? Welcome to woke, uh, week three of the playbook with Joey and Zach. I hope it's been a great week for everyone. You are listening to WZBC AM Sports Radio, and we are excited to bring you another week of Boston sports over the next hour. To start, we'll be recapping BC football's huge victory last uh, Friday night over Virginia Tech. Then we'll be previewing BC's Saturday afternoon matchup at Georgia Tech. After that, we're going to talk about BC basketball's victory last night over Dartmouth and their season opener. And we're also going to talk about the recent struggles of BC hockey and the Celtics. At the end, we will take uh, some time for some call-ins. So please text me at 617-596-3150. 617-596-3150 to let me know that you want to call in. Um, and then we'll figure it out from there. So shoot me a text if you're interested. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so let's get right into it. Uh, BC football, crazy win last week, huh? Phil Dracova coming back. What a game. Brought a lot of energy to the team. Brought a lot of energy to the stands. Uh, it was quite a surprise. Yeah, mm. it was quite a surprise because we were talking all week, the last two weeks, about if it's going to be more hair to grow cell for the rest of the season. And now Phil's back. So I guess that uh, answers the quarterback controversy mm. question. Yeah, that helps. was our big thing last week. All we need is a stable QB and look what <laughs> happened. I was, yeah. I was telling you, all we needed was just a QB. The defense wasn't the issue. Uh, Definitely, yeah. I mean, I think we need to figure out something with, uh, you know, Phil had a couple of tough throws, which I understand. You know, he's a little rusty. But there's some things we still have to figure out in the offense. But it definitely looked a lot better than it has in weeks past. So I'll take Absolutely. that. But there are still things mm-hmm. they need to fix, though. They're still, you know, missing some deep balls to Zay. Zay dropped one, but Phil missed him once or twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil, had, Phil tried to throw the ball a couple of times away. And then, you know, nearly got picked on a couple of them. But, uh Still he actually great. did get picked once. He did get picked once. But he actually had a solid game. Though. For what it was worth, I mean, hey, it was a, w- a win's a win, so I'll take it. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah. He just has to shake the rust off. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Still great to have the guy who can hit those deep balls, too, and can actually find, say, Flowers in those deep routes. Um, had a big connection with Jalen Gill, too, in the middle of the game. Um, and he can also scramble better than anyone. Uh, yeah, I don't... Almost just as good as anyone in the ACC. He can extend a play. You know, a play will break down. No one will be open. There will be three guys rushing right at him, and he'll... Somehow break a sack, make a spin move, and go on for 15 yards. That happened a few times during the V Tech game. Um, it was great to have uh, him back again for that. Yeah, we definitely got to get Zay a little more involved. You know, looking at last season to this season, obviously quarterback play has something to do with his uh, offensive numbers being down. He had, you know, 62 yards per game this season. Obviously with Grossell and, and Moorhead, it's a different game than having Phil in. But last season he was 82 a game yards, and that, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. 20 yards is a big difference per game. Um, over the course of the season. I mean, if you look at all the missed throws to him deep, too, when he was open, you look at the Syracuse game, there was two or three missed throws over the top to him that he should have gotten. Just so many yards that he missed out on um, that could have been fixed by a QB that could throw deep. Yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, that's part of it, obviously, is is quarterback play. And it looks like he's been running good routes all season, so I wouldn't say it's his fault. But um, definitely got to get him more involved, obviously. Um, Phil's, yeah, running. You know, he had a good game running, actually. He was 9 of 65 for a touchdown, but... Uh, I don't want him running over the middle as much as he did last game. Uh, he got he got hit a couple times pretty hard. He's got to be careful. I mean, he's already he's already missed mm-hmm. games with an injury. Yeah, his first touchdown of the much. game, he got hit in the knees pretty hard. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, in, in big the touchdown field, though. And... Brought us up seven zip. So that was great to see his first drive too. Yeah, uh, a couple times. Yeah. He had a couple runs, you know, in the open field where he got hit pretty good, and he's got to be careful because you don't want him to get. And he's a big guy. I mean, he's not like a Lee Cunningham where he's going to be juking guys and he's elusive. Where it's all right if he's in the middle of the field. He's a big guy. It's, it's a lot harder for him to make a juke or make a cut. And although he mm-hmm. does it, he does know, it well though. He's still mobile. He's big. He's hard to bring down. I think. Yeah, he's a big guy. That's he's got a that lot more to hit. Indeed. It's like Gronkowski has a lot more to hit when you're a bigger guy. So that's mm-hmm. the thing. You had careful. a lot of broken tackles during that game, especially when he'd rip off some of those 15, 20 yard runs. Yeah, um, no, he had there some, was he one. It was third and six. I think it was the second quarter. Play broke down. He just took out of the pocket, broke a sack, made a spin move, and got the first. Um, and the touchdown run was nice, nice have too. Nice playmaker at that back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the big body, obviously, uh, you know, it's hard to bring down, as we said. And 
Talking about PC's rushing attack. I mean, Garwa right now is fourth in the ACC in rushing yards with 805. He's had a great year. Credit to the O line too. O line's ranked second in the country right now. So yeah, no, they've been killing. No sacks allowed last game against you know good Virginia Tech defense. So they've been killing. Yeah, V Tech. I mean, the defense was my biggest actual. You know, that was my biggest question going into last week, and and they played great. They only gave up 235 yards on the ground compared to the 400 plus we gave up in the last two games. Um, you know that Louisville game was obviously tough. Syracuse was tough. You get 400 mm. plus yards per game in both of those games. A 235 cooling down on Virginia Tech. Offense, obviously, part of that is Burmeister going out and being hurt. Uh, he's he was having a really good season. He came out, uh, you know, midway through the first quarter or whatever it was. You know, yeah, second pretty quarter. early on in the game. Yeah, and then Knox, you know, Kadem came in and, uh, you know, took over at the helm, and they only held him to seventy three passing yards, which uh, Burmeister was only he was zero of one. He really didn't even throw. He you know ran three of fifteen, three carries of fifteen yards, but he didn't uh, complete a pass. I mean, he was only out there. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was a quarter, I think, if I remember right. But mm-hmm. he didn't play yeah, too much. Yeah, still defense was great though. All, all game they were solid. Um, they got to the quarterback, forced pressure. Um, you know, a couple of you know passes deflected downfield. Um, Josh DeBerry played a great game. Hit a sack, um, yeah. Yep. Um, Our only sack. That was big. Game, yeah, that was third down. I want mm-hmm. more sacks. Um, Vinny De Palma stepped up big time for IGM. That was a big loss. I thought IGM our leading tackler on the season. Been out with a uh, upper body injury. Should be back next week. He's day to day right now. Um, yeah, look at this team right now too. We're missing a lot of guys. You know him, IGM, Trey Barry, Brandon Sebastian, Matry's right? out for the year. Matry's a big loss. So Mike Palmer's you know, have to step up. Yeah, our defense is taking some shots, and you know the team has been resilient. Uh, I mean, it's been a tough year without Phil, but now that he's back, it really feels like we can beat anyone. And on the defense, especially, there's just a next man up mentality. It seems like. Um, Couple of true freshmen coming in, Bryce Steele, um, a new free safety, Jay Marie Jones. He's stepping up to back up Mike Palmer now. Um, just came in last week, so a lot of guys. C.J. Burton too. Kim um, Otto made some plays too. Um, yeah, he had a big hit. And, he had a couple. Uh, yeah, he's been. You know, he's having a good season actually. Mm-hmm. I know he was a safety. I that was a great switch for him. Yeah. But, um, definitely helped. I think honestly, you could run back at the safety and hit people up the middle. I wouldn't mind that. Mm-hmm. No, no, like we can't chancellor. That's what he looks like out there. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. You let him hit yeah. people over the middle. They're not going to throw over the middle anymore. But yeah, BC had a great game actually, uh, defensively. You know, and they only gave they gave 162 yards on the ground, but we had 234 on the ground ourselves. So uh, definitely, you know, how we also ran the ball though 54 times to their 34. 54 carries is a lot. Obviously, Chirkovic mm-hmm. um, being a little rusty has something to do with that. But the running game was working. So. I understand running mm-hmm. the ball there, but uh, just give the guys juice too. Just having Phil back, the stands are electric. When you know it was just a surprise to everybody. There was a couple of rumors going around Twitter Friday afternoon, but mm-hmm. no one believed it because they started to get shut down. And then it's game time all of a sudden. They go, you know, you see Phil Dracovic run out of the tunnel with his pads on. And it was like, whoa. It yeah, just, that was pretty sick how they did it. Mm-hmm. Brought energy to the whole team. It seemed like, um, you know, there was just a lot more confidence out there in the offense. You know, we go down, score a touchdown on our first drive. How often did that happen in the last four weeks? So Not often, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not many touchdowns in general, but yeah, that's definitely true. Um, he had a pick, too. I mean, he's got to, you know, as I said, there are things he's got to, you know, get back into, adjust, get back into the game. But uh wasn't a bad game. I mean, 7 of 13, 112 yards. There were a couple throws. You know, he missed Zay. Zay dropped one of them, but he missed Zay once also. He hit Zay in a deep ball, too, though, so he made up for it there. But, um, yeah, Garwa had a great game. 30 carries, 116 yards, a touchdown. Obviously, as we said, he's been having a great season. Big breakout year. BC always has a running back in years past. You know, it always takes over the backfield. Like John Hilleman did for a few years and A.J. Dillon. Um, David Bailey, you know, had a great yeah. year with A.J. Dillon that year. Obviously, mm-hmm. last year he didn't have as good of a season. Garwa this season stepped up. So every year they have a new running back that takes over. And mm-hmm. as I said, my boy John Hilleman. back, too. Always my boy this. John Hilleman, yeah. He's the, he's the definition mm-hmm. of a power back, yeah. 
Yeah, so. a lot of the guys. And freshman Xavier Coleman, too. He got some snaps during, I think it was the Colgate game. He looks solid, too. He looks like he'd be the future at running back for the team. Yeah, they always get running backs. Um, and Travis Levy, too. He's had a solid year. Sinkfield, too. Sinkfield's Speedy good, yeah. guy out of the backfield. Great screen Triple back. Triple head threat, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the most exciting thing to me about a run game is that ARO line is so good. And then we have three guys that can cut up the defense in different ways. Yeah, um, absolutely. And we use a lot. We kind of rotate between the three a lot, which you know kind of keeps the opposing defense on their toes. And I mean, it's looked good. We our rushing game is a lot stronger than it was last year. Last year was real tough. David Bailey had a tough year. The O line wasn't doing great uh, for the run game. Yeah, but now it's, we got a whole new identity. Yeah, I don't have a David Bailey last year. He just struggled. I mean, the offensive line last year they were. And we kind of struggled as a team last year in certain you know positions. You thought would be a lot better, like the, the offensive line struggled a little bit last year, obviously, and the, and the run game that was a big drop off without AJ Dillon. I mean, of course you're gonna have a drop off, but mm-hmm. you know loss, it, was a big, yeah. it was a big drop off, which I don't think we expected as big of one. But yeah, this season looks like they're back running the ball, as I said. So 234 yards on the ground for BC off 54 attempts, so average 4.3 yards per rush, which is solid. That's, that's awesome. Solid. Yeah, that's um, a big improvement from last year. Force a couple turnovers under the time of possession is something. That's big. You know, we had the ball for 36 minutes and 56 seconds compared to their 23 minutes and 4 seconds. And in, in weeks past, it's been the complete opposite. So uh, we've had a lot of three outs in weeks past, so that obviously plays a role in, you know, having not as much time for time of possession. But I'll take the 37 mm-hmm. to 23 all, all game. That's awesome. Oh, always. Yeah, that's, you know, that's a good stat line to have. Uh, what you said about Phil, though, yeah, not great stats, but in the run, I mean, he was just creating exactly, plays yeah. left and right. Um, you know, whenever a play broke down, he was the guy that was there. Um, you know, I, I I do understand what you said. You don't want him to get hurt, but yeah, he's, that's what he's much. built for, I think. I mean, that's what makes him so great. It's just his ability to extend a play whenever he wants. Yeah, he uh, holds on to it a long time, though. That's, that's another thing. But mm-hmm. it's good. I mean, if he gets, let's say, you know, if it takes another big hit, you got Grossell for the rest of the year. It's like, you know, you got to be careful. You want to keep winning games. Although Grossell, great backups, as we said, but obviously you want Phil in there if he's healthy, so. Mm-hmm. it's tough absolutely you know? yeah it's tough mm-hmm. but yeah overall great win i think we're looking pretty good heading to georgia tech next week um gonna have to face another good duo of running backs at georgia tech yep um so you know run defense is gonna be a key as it has been every week you know we play nc state syracuse we get cut up in the run game louisville too louisville um, yeah, so I think that's gonna be the key because if phil is playing you gotta assume that he's gonna be playing even better than last week because now he's gonna have a full week of practice and reps coming in um you know which he hasn't had since the umass week um, mm-hmm. So you know, offense should be flowing well. It's just all going to come down to you know, can we keep uh, the running backs out of the end zone? Yeah, I mean Georgia Tech, three and five on the year, coming off a tough loss, thirty three thirty against Miami. But yeah, they have a solid uh, running back duo, Jameer Gibbs, uh, sophomore running back, coming off a good game against Miami, uh, where he had nine carries for sixty seven yards and a rushing touchdown. Also can catch too. He had four catches for seventy two yards receiving and a touchdown. Um, and also he's a kick returner too. He had four kick returns for. 98 yards, so he does a little bit of everything. 237 yards all-purpose last week um, in that game against Miami and, and two touchdowns. So he can he could definitely move. He's shifty. He's elusive in, in the open field. He's third in the ACC in kicker turn yards right now and 10th in rushing yards. So mm-hmm. yeah, big two-ball threat. you got to be careful. I mean, last week he had a 29-yard rushing touchdown and a 50-yard touchdown reception um, on a flat. He's very elusive in the open field, as I said. Probably the most talented mm-hmm. player on their offense. Yeah, and the nice, nice guys miss well. Very shifty, absolutely explosive. He's hard to bring down, absolutely, yeah. It's quick, and, and you don't want to miss a tackle or it's a touchdown. So that's going to be a big test for BC next week. Um, Dante mm-hmm. Smith, their other running back, having a solid year. Yeah, um, they got two guys who can burn, you know, yeah. two of the best in the ACC. He's got, yeah, he's solid, two, four touchdowns on the year, which is great. Um, and then they've got a good receiver, too, Kyrie McGowan. Um, just reading about him. Their best receiver, he's got 30 catches for 422 yards and seven touchdowns on the year, which is good for six in the ACC in receiving touchdowns. So 
Yeah, it's he's a, having a solid year. They got some impressive uh, skill players in offense. <laughs> Their defense, though, hasn't been looking so hot, um, giving up 407 yards per game, 231 of those being passing yards. So I think that's something BC can absolutely attack. Um, oh, 267, my fault, uh, passing yards per game, even better. Something BC can definitely attack now that Jacobic's back. We can get the deep ball going. Um, you know, their secondary is prone to giving up big plays. So I think that's where it's all going to come in. It's just our Russian defense and, you know, getting Phil, hit Zay, and Jalen Gill deep. Um, you know, as we found him a couple of times during the Red Bandana game at VTech, um, you know, you keep doing that against a team like Georgia Tech, and, you know, they're not going to be able to stop that. Um, you know, you got, I think, two of the fastest receivers in the ACC. Zay Flowers is easily one of the best. Jalen Gill, too, I think can be just as good. We just haven't gotten him the ball as much. Um, two explosive guys that, I, you know, can really power this win past Georgia Tech. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Georgia Tech, they got 16 sacks in nine games. BC's only got 12, so neither one of us gets to the quarterback the best. They're second to last in the ACC in sacks. We're obviously last, as I've talked about um, in weeks past, so definitely will be uh, a test getting to the quarterback. I mean, their quarterback's pretty good, Jeff Sims. He's got 372 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns on the season, so... Once again, another guy that can, a quarterback that can run like Malik Cunningham and, and, and Garrett Schrader on Syracuse. We struggled against both of them. So it'll be a test to see how you can contain him and keep him in the pocket rather than, you know, running and moving around. I mean, he's not in a bad season passing. You know, he's got 12 touchdowns passing and seven interceptions to 1,400 passing yards. So um, he's a dual threat. He can run and pass, but hopefully keep him in the pocket. I think that'll, that'll, that'll be a big question for BC, see if they can do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think another interesting thing, too, is. Georgia Tech is actually favored in this matchup by two points. Uh, yeah. I'm not a betting man, but if I was going on this game, I might be going with BC for sure on this. Because, I mean, Georgia Tech, they're a good team. They hung close with Miami. Um, but I think they're passing defense. And then you look at that and, you know, our new reinvigorated offense, I think. Uh, you know, if I'm giving a score prediction, I'm going to go 26-17 BC. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad one. I mean, they gave a 563 yards last week. Um, to Miami. Miami's a solid offense, but 563 yards and 389 passing. So maybe BC will move the ball, stop throwing the ball deep. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can get that going with Zay, obviously, and Jalen Gill, as you were saying, and uh, obviously Jaden Williams. We have, a lot of, we have a lot of options, obviously, on the yeah, offense. Yeah, a lot of explosive um, receivers. I would say my prediction... CJ Lewis is up for the year, CJ actually. Lewis, that's a big, another big loss. That's a big loss, yeah. Major two on defense. But, Still uh, got a lot of guys that can go and catch the ball and make a play. Definitely, yeah. I'd probably say 32-27 BC. I think that's a that's solid. Fair. Yeah, I think solid. it'll be a close game for sure. Yeah, they might um, get a back, way, back door loss. touchdown at the end of the game. You know what I mean? To, mm-hmm. to never know, go from yeah. two scores to one. But I, I, I think it'll be close be, regardless. Yeah. Uh, it's at Georgia Tech, too. So we haven't had too many great games away um, from mm-hmm. a lot of our games I mean, home this year. But Last year against Georgia Tech, though, it looked great. We had, you know, it was a pretty good win. Um, you know, we pretty much blew them out all game. Phil and Zay were connecting deep well. Um, we limited their offense pretty well. That game was at alumni, no fans. True, yeah. Uh, but a solid win for the team. Definitely, yeah. So, see how it goes. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a good matchup, 3.30 on Saturday afternoon um, at Georgia Tech, as we were saying. So, a lot to look forward to there with BC. Not too many games left in the season. Only got two more home games now, so. Mm-hmm. Only need one more for the it's bowl dwindling. game, too, so. Season's that's all we need, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how season flies, but um, as we said, there's a lot to look forward to with this offense, and Phil coming back, obviously, is a big help. CJ being mm-hmm. out for the year is a big loss, but. You know, next man up. There's a lot of weapons on that team. I love Jelani Galloway. It's probably my favorite receiver. I want him getting the ball more, too. Mm-hmm. He's so. listed on the depth chart right behind uh, Jalen Gillard, Zay Flowers, I want to say. Yeah, I want to get him the ball, get him in there. He's right but... in the second line, so. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, we definitely got to get him in there, get him more involved. Uh, he had a great uh, couple plays last year and, and some big moments. Um, obviously, he didn't play as much as 
I think he should because, you know, how many weapons we've had on the on the offense now the last two years. You know, Hunter Long last year and Zayda great year last year, great year this year. So, mm-hmm. uh, not as great of a year this year for Zayda. It's not his fault. But he's still having a great, good season. Just not, you know, Yeah, he's playing well. It's just he hasn't had. really had that QB that he needs to, uh, Definitely, you know, yeah. get him the ball deep. Because he's had a lot of opportunities. You know, that Syracuse game, he was wide open two or three times. One of them was kind of on his own. Um, but, you know, towards the end of the game, I think it was the third or fourth quarter, we had a chance to go down and score a touchdown. He was wide open deep. He had like five or six yards of separation, and Grossell just sailed the ball out of bounds. That was a frustrating play, yeah. uh, I think, for everyone watching that game. Can't have that. But anyway, so we'll move on now to some BC basketball talk. Last night, they defeated Dartmouth in their season opener, 73-57. Uh, in Earl Grant's debut as BC's new head coach, 13th in program history. Um, looked great. BC basketball had a great night all around. Um they got up. I think the biggest lead we had was twenty six at one point. So, mm-hmm. yep. blowing them off a little bit. They went on like an eleven two run uh, in the second half, where we got a little sloppy and had some turnovers. They were getting a good amount of mm-hmm. offensive rebounds actually at one point, and then they started hitting their threes. Dominic, no, actually not a bad team. They're in Ivy League. Um, no, solid. They usually compete. Um, in the last season, they didn't have a season in the Ivy League, so they didn't play now for the last year and a half. The whole pandemic, they haven't played mm-hmm. actually. So, I mean, yeah, they're undersized, but they do everything right. You know, you see them. You know. They're the tallest guy. He seemed like he was like six seven out there, but he was going up with you know seven footers like Quentin Post, and they yeah. were still getting bored. So uh, credit to them; they're a good team. Um, but big win, you know. Demar Langford, great game, sixteen points, eight for ten from the field. I think he's going to be the star of the season. He has potential to go to the NBA. A lot of scouts have been you know kind of buzzing about him a little bit. Um, that would be really cool to see. His brother Makai, another great game. Um, you know, distributed the ball well. Didn't shoot great. Uh, but I thought he played solid overall, just kind of creating for the whole offense. Quentin Post was another guy, too. Um, how many points did he have? I think it was uh, 14. Um, you know, he played solid, got a lot of boards, too. Um, looked dominant inside. Um, yeah. So things are looking up for the team. Yeah, Quentin Post, a transfer from Mississippi State. Um, he had 14 points, as Zach was saying, with six rebounds. So one thing we've been struggling with in the years past has been rebounds. So having a seven-footer also helps there, of course. Um yeah, Dominic Devil actually led in the game. BC was up 42-19 at half. Um, I, as I said, the largest lead was 26 with 8.44 to go in the second half. Um, but Dominic went on that 11-2 run, as I was saying. Uh, you know, they cut the deficit at 16 with 12 minutes to go. But, you know, BC ended up going on a 10-0 run. Kanye Jones led that actually with a couple free throws and a layup. Mm-hmm. Freshman having a really good year. Um, he was committed to Charleston originally and then yeah. ended up coming to BC after uh, Grant uh, mm-hmm. Left Charleston for BC, so he looked good out there. Yeah, he there was one run. We were on a town out run. I think he had six or seven of those points. He drilled the three. Had a couple of layups. Yeah, um, he looked really strong out there. He had a steal too. Um, he yeah. had a great run in there. Yeah, I saw uh, Earl Grant play a lot. You know, his teams play a lot at Northeastern um, since they're in the same conference, the CAA against Charleston. So saw him coach a lot. His teams are always good at shooting threes. They always hustle. And last night, I mean, we pretty good. The, the three pointers were tough, but pretty much good. Okay. They were good shots, though. I mean, I would say they were pretty good shots. Mm-hmm. Like I, at least they're not shooting threes with two guys and you know in their in their in their face. You know, they were good shots. Not every mm-hmm. one of them fell, but I want them taking open threes always. Last season, you know, we would just force threes with two guys in our face. Mm-hmm. You'd have no ball movement last you'd year. You'd be whatsoever. shooting shoot three steps in from half court. It was just nuts last season. So mm-hmm. they were good threes always. They take good shots. Charleston did. You know, when they had our grandest coach and um, always a good defensive team. Uh, rebounding last night. I mean. Pretty solid on the boards. I think we ended up having more than they did, but um, did we end up having more than they did? I think we did. Uh, but they, yes, we did. We did, 39 yeah. 31. Okay, yeah, so we ended up out-rebounding them, but at one point, though, they had like four or five offensive rebounds in a row on like two straight possessions, so mm-hmm. that's one thing we got to fix. But either way, win the game, look great. Mm-hmm. Um, First game, too, under a new coach, huge. so you can't ask for too much. Uh, a win is, you know, plenty. 
Definitely, yeah. Um, new we, coach, new system. So yeah. much roster turnover, too. We only returned four or five guys from yeah. – four or five scholarship guys from the previous years. So. And we kept him at Lankford, thankfully, you know, as he, mm-hmm. he said last night in the post-game interview that uh, Earl Grant's emphasis on defense was the reason he stayed here. And uh, we're lucky to have I, – as I, I would agree with you, I think he's the best player on the team. I think he's going to have a great season. He could average 18 points a game, you know, if you just give him, give him the opportunities. Let, you know, you have, when you have 16 last night. Yep. Um, he could have 18 a game, though, if you give him the opportunities, give him the shots. Um, he could, yeah. I at least want 15 out of him a game, though. You know what I mean? Just because I feel like he's the best player on the team. and mm-hmm. gotta get He him looks good, shots. too. He had a couple of shots where he'd just go in ISO and hit a crossover and took a step back, and, you know, he drilled it. He was shooting 8 for 10. 8 for 10. He looks just confident, too. I think that's the biggest step up from last year. He looks stronger. He looks more confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to start to give him more looks where you just give him the ball and let him go. Um, you know, it's big having a guy like that in the ACC, too, because last year we kind of missed that. It seemed like we'd hang in a lot of these games, but when it came down to crunch time, you know, say the NC State game, we kind of blew that one at the end. We just had no offense. We kind of fell apart um, on defense as well, not calling a timeout. Yeah. Um, but it, it'll be great if he can turn into that kind of creator we need in crunch time. Definitely, right. yeah. Nurgren's first game, as, as we were saying, you know, you never know how a first game's going to go. And coming out with a victory, that means more than anything. He said last night that, Going home, leaving the crowd of four thousand that was that was at Conti. So it was a pretty good crowd for a you know Tuesday mm-hmm. night matchup opener. Was yeah, for good a crowd. smaller game too. Absolutely. Said so going home with the victory meant a lot to them, meant a lot to our fans, obviously. So that's great. And as I said, yeah, I saw him coach against Northeastern a lot, and his teams are always good. They always did things right. Um, they were always in there with actually in the CAA tournament. They were always up there with Northeastern fighting for the uh, for the championship. So. Uh, we'll see yeah, how they go, made the tournament one year, so they did. And hopefully, you can do it with us beat, too. <laughs> beat my uh, Northeastern Huskies though that game, which oh man, it was tough. Roll skis though, but anyways, uh, they, they we looked good last night all around. You can't really expect too much in the first game, but hey, a wins a win, so I'll take it. Um, they, you know, Dabith, yeah, as, as you said, they do a lot of things well. Brendan Barry, their best player, um, missed all 2019-2020 season with an injury, and then all of last year, 2020-2021 season. Uh, there was no Ivy League, uh, you know, athletics last year. They, you know, they didn't have a basketball team the any season. So that was his first game back. Darvitt's first game since March 9th of 2019, of 2020, that is. Yeah, um, wow. So, long so time. his first game since March 9th of 2019, actually, because he missed the 2019-2020 season. I think it was Darvitt's first game since March 2nd of 2020. March wow, 2nd, that's a long time. So the whole pandemic, mm-hmm. they didn't play, really, because the Ivy League was the first team to, you know, shut down the Ivy League tournament to go to the March Madness. And... After that, yeah, the last game they played was March 2nd to 2020. But mm-hmm. as I was saying, Brenda Barry, his last game was March 9th of 2019, which I was reading a lot about that story last night. And it's pretty cool. The last time he was, the last time he played was, we were seniors in high school still. So letting him get back on the court was a nice story. I'll be rooting him all mm-hmm. season, hopefully. Yeah, he you played know, well too. So definitely. Good to see him get back Missed in two there. years of an injury. Well, last year wasn't his fault, but missing two years obviously isn't easy. So I'll be rooting him all season. Hopefully, you know, we follow him along. Hopefully he gets his three-point shots up. He had a good game. They had 10 points. Yeah, he played solid. Uh, Tara Samuels, shots. two mm-hmm. had 10 points for them. So, solid game, you know, and and that wins a win. BC will obviously take it. Domit now has yeah. uh, Georgetown, so they have a tough matchup on mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah, they got some tough games on their schedule. Yeah, <laughs> they got some tough ones, but I'm sure they'll get there. Get, he'll get his threes up, and they took a lot of good shots wide open, but not all of them are falling off. Yeah, they had a good ball moving to Dartmouth. Uh, for BC, how was some of our freshmen last night? Yeah. Um, Jaden Zacher got the starting nod. I was surprised about that because we haven't really heard much about any of the freshmen coming yeah, to the camp. Yeah, not much. The only one I was uh, remotely familiar with was Johnny Thompson, a uh, local guy from Chestnut Hill, um, high three-star recruit, uh, nationally ranked by you know most major boards out there. Um, great offensive player, very fluid and very natural. Um, he came in and hit a three last night. 
he didn't get as much playing time as I thought. Um, a little surprised that Jaden Zachary got the start. Uh, he played for a JUCO for two years and then came into BC um, under Earl Grant. Uh, got the offer last year. Um, Kanye Jones, too, a freshman from Orlando, Florida. Uh, point guard, he played really well. I mm. thought he moved the ball around well and he hit his shots. Um, we're just kind of surprised to see a freshman like that, um, you know, just come in and play like he's been there, you know, in his first game with fans, just first game in general at the college level, just come in and hit these big shots and move the ball around the way he did and play with that kind of confidence. So, and things are looking up. And then the uh, next year's recruiting class, too, it only gets better. We got two four star recruits, Prince Oligbe and uh, Donald Hand, who just signed his national letter of intent today. Um, a lot of young talent coming in for the team. So, I'm really excited with the direction this program's heading. Definitely. Gianni Thompson had a three, actually, last night um, at the end of the game. So it's nice to him get get his first points as, a, as an Eagle. Um, obviously, Quinta Post, we were talking about, a transfer. He had his first points as an Eagle. Yes, he had 14, solid game, as we were talking about. So there's a lot of talent to look forward to on this team. Uh, obviously, things, you know, are going well if you win a game, you know, by 16. You'll take that all day, especially since we only won, what, like, four or five games all last season. So we'll mm-hmm. take that. I mean, DeMar Langford had 16 points, one point shy of his freshman season high from last year. And... He was talking about how he had some jitters last night in the post-game uh, interview. He was saying he had some jitters, you know, obviously it being his first game with college fans. And uh, he said, I actually asked him a question. I said, you know, how long does it take for you to adjust to the speed of the game to let the jitters go? And he said once the ball was tipped off, he locked in. And obviously he did. He had 16 points in our first basket of the game. Mm-hmm. So 80% from up. the field, too. That's, that's real impressive. I mean, that's not sustainable, but that's great. you love to see that in the first game. Even against a team like Dartmouth, that just showed the way, you know, he was driving, getting to the rim. Um, he hit his jump shots, um, you know, had a lot of mid-range in there, too. He, he looked confident there, which I think is the biggest step from last year, where he'd just kind of get the ball, and if he was open, he would shoot. Otherwise, he'd kind of kick it out. Definitely. Yeah, no, we look great all around. Mikhaish and Langford had some runs, too. Um, mm-hmm. Having them be brothers in the same line, I think that's pretty sick. Um, you know, it's something to follow. Obviously, offseason, both of them being on the same team, obviously room for both of them to have really good games. I think that our two best players. So letting them get going, having a good first game. I think Quinton Post actually probably the second best game last night behind Demi Langford. But Makaius Langford had a great game as well. So I'll be rooting for both of them all season. I think it's sick having two brothers in the same lineup. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, especially two guys that are probably, realistically, might be the most talented on this team. Definitely. Um, point guard, shooting guard of the starting lineup. So, you know, it's great to see that. Um, you know, they already got that chemistry in the court too. You see them, um, the way they kind of create for each other. You can kind of see they've been playing together for a while, obviously. You know, I'm sure they've been playing pickup since they were growing up together. So definitely, you can kind of see that local uh, kids from Worcester too. So having Massachusetts mm-hmm. being represented is nice. Um, so BC has a second home game Friday night against uh, Holy Cross at Conti Forum. Holy Cross is coming off a 47 point win against Regis. Um, Regis, I think, is D3, but they're coming off a 47 point win against Regis. Um, that was their first game of the season as well. I think they played it last night or a couple nights ago. Um, they were five and eleven in the Patriot League last year. They had no out of conference games, so. Pager League was pretty solid last year. Be going five and eleven in there. Uh, obviously, had some good competition to play against, but mm-hmm. um, I'm sure they'll be psyched playing their first out of conference game, really, because Regis, you know, is in a Power Five school. So having their first out of conference game against a Power Five school, I'm sure they'll be psyched mm-hmm. at Conti Forum too. Yeah. Friday night. They're always a solid team too. Holy Cross. They've had some good players over the year. Yeah. Um, Bob Cousy way back in the day. I mean, they've always been all right for, especially for a small school like that. They've had a couple Saudi kids on their baseball team and basketball team before. Uh, so. Southies represented Holy Cross. You like to see it, you know. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But if you have a big game, and then I think they play Sunday. Is it against Fairfield? So, um, mm-hmm. three home games to start the year, which is nice. Get us hopefully on a three and zero start. I would hope. 
Is it Sunday? Mm-hmm. Sunday yeah. versus Fairfield at four thirty. Sunday, so. and then yeah, then we got some big matchups coming up. We got Utah at home November twentieth. That'll that'll be an interesting game. Yeah. ACC versus Pac twelve. That doesn't happen too often. Yeah, that'll be uh, a especially be a for us one. at home. It could be a tough one. Who knows? But mm-hmm. it'll be a, it'll be a fun one to watch. I think we're a lot better than we've been years past. Obviously, I don't even think this year that you can really judge Earl Grant since it's only his first season. I think it's going to be a couple mm-hmm. years down the line. Yeah, this so. is Earl Grant playing with. Half of Jim Christian's guys after half of them transferred out. So he kept some good ones though. Demar Langford, the solid. Yeah, he got Ash Langford, and mm-hmm. um, I think after that's you know just bench guys like Andrew Kenny and you mm-hmm. know a couple others. But losing uh, Jay Heath is tough though. Leading scorer from a year ago, great facilitator, great shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, transferred to Arizona State, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, so I'm excited to see what he does over there. I think he should be pretty good. CJ Felder too, yeah. another guy. Yeah, University of Florida now. Um, huge athletic. Uh, rebounds really well, great defender. So I think he'll fit right in down there as well. So excited to see those guys play, and I'm happy for them. Yeah, they, they, we've lost actually a lot of talent. Winston Tabs transferred last year too. I'm not sure what happened with him, and I think he was suspended a game or something. I don't even know what happened there, but losing him, he was our best player two or three years ago. Um, battled some injuries the last couple seasons, and last year played, and then ended up like transferring or quitting mid-season. I don't even know what the situation was, but mm-hmm. yeah, that was a tough. Transfer. Tough. Mm-hmm. I think it was, was tough. He tested positive and then just something quit. happened. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, he just immediately announced his transfer. Yeah. Um, so tough loss for the program, and then Jay Heath and CJ Felder too. That's you know three core guys of that team. Yeah, um, just gone. So. Definitely. But it seems like Earl Grant's doing well with what he's got now. I mean, he had the two Langfords that transferred over from or you know stayed within the program. Uh, from Jim Christian, and then you know a lot of guys, new guys too. Every freshman, but uh, um, aside from Gianni Thompson, Earl Grant brought in himself. Um, and then you know the three guys we got next year: Prince Oligbe, the power forward; Donald Hand, the combo guard; um, Chaz Kelly as well, another combo guard, three star from Pennsylvania. Um, you know these are solid guys that are coming in, and I think if he can continue to recruit at this high level, we can easily be a tournament team in two or three years. Definitely, yeah. Um, as I said, you know, we had a lot of talent at Charleston and uh, always had a very good team. Northeastern always had a good team, too, so it was always a great matchup. I think those were the two best teams always going at it. Um, even if you're not a fan of the CAA, I feel like those two teams are on TV, which they were usually when they played in the CAA tournament, was something to watch always. So we'll see how things go. Obviously, we'll be rooting for them. Uh, big game Friday night. Hopefully, we start out 2-0, and maybe 3-0 and if we beat Fairfield also, and Get things great. rolling. Get URI mm-hmm. after, which will be a good game. They're always good, but yeah, a lot of good out of conference matchups coming up. Then Utah too. So yeah, it's an interesting slate of games to start the season for sure. Definitely. Um, I will transition to some BC hockey. I mean, hey, they've been struggling. They fell mm-hmm. to five four it's been one. A tough year for them. Sixteenth now in the rankings. Uh, fourth in the Hockey East. Mm-hmm. Um, Started so high too, and then just a couple of tough losses. We had those big wins too. University of Denver and Northeastern. We looked great. Um, lost to Bentley now. in between. Lost to Colorado College in between those two games. Yeah. Lost to Merrimack over the past weekend. Lost to Vermont the weekend before. Um, so, yeah, things aren't looking great for BC hockey right now, for sure. Yeah. So, they're, I, yeah, I got a lot of smack for that game against Northeastern. But since that game against Northeastern, BC's 3 and 4 with losses to Merrimack, who's 4 and 6. Can't let that happen. Vermont, who's 1 and 5, only wins against BC. And then Colorado College, who's 2 6 and 2. Um, you can't have those losses. Northeastern actually is uh, 6 and 1 since that loss. So, I got, got a lot oh, yeah. of smack. Now they're actually first in the Hockey East. Um, eight and three now, actually, after a big win Monday night against Harvard. Um, shout out kind of Will Fontaine for the uh, big overtime goal. Uh, the skis are coming, though. First Hockey East now. So mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, they've been playing well this year. Uh, until they play BC, though, of course. 
Hey, wait for um, the wait February seventh. I think it is the uh, Beancock fifth, the seventh. I think it's the seventh. Something like that. First I already have my prediction. I already put my two, way too early prediction. What's your prediction? I I, I called the last Eastern Northeastern game right, so let's see if I can do it. Again. I got Northeastern. I, I was calling five three for uh. Fourth. Four we're playing in the first round. It's BC Northeastern in the first round. So Eight o'clock. Go. I'll be there. Yep, TD Garden. Let's go. That's uh, it. I need some time to think about it more, but I'm gonna say four three BC. It's always gonna. I mean, it's gonna be close either way. Yeah, but I'll, I'll go four two Northeastern. I'll go four two Northeastern. I think they'll actually win the tournament for the fourth in a row. Um, very good team this year, as I said. Very top heavy with a lot of talent. Aiden McDonough, Jordan Harris, Gunnar Wolfontaine, Devin Levi, great goalie, one of the best in the Hockey East, if not the best. So. Things are looking up for, for the Huskies after that tough loss against BC. Six and one since. Um, they've battled very well. Jerry Keefe has them flying around the ice. Harvard's a really good team. Harvard's actually 10th. Mm-hmm. Harvard's 10th yeah, right yeah. now in the rankings. And Northeast just beat them. Harvard's been um, good too, yeah. Big overtime win on Monday night at, at Matthews Arena. So things are looking up for the Huskies. BC's got some some big games coming this weekend. Uh, UMass Lowe and UConn, two very good teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're second and fourth. Yeah, they're two the solid teams. East. UConn's been playing well last year, and UMass Lowell's always saw. They took us down last year. Yeah, in the Hockey East tournament. So yeah, like it's, it's just been coming down to our defense. It seems like we've scored at least two goals in every single game we've played so far. Um, obviously, offense has been great. Got a lot of firepower it's out the there. Defense. But um, you know, defense. Yeah, we have a lot of offensive minded guys on defense. We've been giving up a lot of goals. Uh, you know, starting guys like Marshall Warren, Drew Hellison, both great players. Don't get me wrong. Uh, very offensive minded though, um, so I don't know where the solution is going to come in for you know a true kind of defenseman. Um, Saint Ivany too, another guy who's a great player, a great shooter. Uh, you know, can play both sides. Definitely. Um, but you know, we got guys on defense coming in trying to score goals all the time. Um, and, yeah, you know, feels That's like we, we give up a lot of bad goals then. Um, you know, Dolph has played solid this year. It's felt like, but there's just a lot of goals that you know he can't do everything. Um, it's kind of been trickling in the net, so yeah, you know, it's been going to bounce back this weekend. It's big games, yeah. So uh, you got UMass Lowell, who's four one and two right now, having a solid season. They're right now seventh in the hockey's, but it's been you know they only have six points. Hockey's only played probably three or four games. The hockey's hasn't been too many games, so maybe five games. How many they've played? But hasn't been too many games in the hockey's. So uh, I'm sure they'll be ready. Very good team this year, four one and two, as I said. Um, and then you yep. also got UConn, who's six and three right now. Third in the Hockey East. Um, BC's, you know, currently fourth, only two two points out. But as I said, Northeast is first right now. So after that game, you know, BC's three and four since. So something changed. Um, as you were saying, the defense, mm-hmm. they love to shoot from the blue line. They love it. It's only been 10 games yet, though. So I mean, already, though. So it's not, you know, we still got probably 25 to go. So it's a I long mean, season, yeah. Got, got a ways to go to turn it around, um, thankfully. Yeah. But yeah, not an ideal start to the season, especially after a year like last year where, uh, you know, January, February, we were number one in the country. Um, mm-hmm. Had a great year last year until the playoffs rolled around. Um, a lot of guys lost, too, to the draft, uh, or to the NHL. Spencer Knight, Matt Boldy, Alex Newhook. Uh, All so, yeah, you can really tell we're missing guys like that in their leadership and, you know, the talent they brought to the team. Definitely. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Two big games, two very good teams, as, we, as we've highlighted, and, Hopefully you win one of them. That'll be that'll be a good stab. You just go one on one against those teams. They're both good teams. You go one on one. That's solid. You go two and zero. Obviously, it's even bigger. But um, see how things go. Obviously, and the defense. I think that's been the issue. Uh, they're not getting back. Obviously, and there's a lot of deflections. You know, off a dop, and then no one's there to you know clear it and and whatnot. We'll see how things go though. It's a long season, as we said. So I guess positive. Yeah, we, we got plenty of ways. Uh, plenty of ways to go. I think. 
you know, maybe it'll start as early as this weekend. We'll start pouring it on UConn. Because, um, I mean, offense has been great all year. We've been putting up, you know, upwards of three goals per game, um, which is it's all going to come down to the defense again. you got a team like UConn is playing great right now, um, third in the Hockey East. We're going to have to find a way to slow them down some, some way or another. Yeah, it'll be, a, it'll be a good test, obviously. And I think both games are away, which is tough. So both games are away, which is tough. So uh, not having a home game. I think even at home that we lost to Merrimack. So I don't even think home actually would make a difference at the end of the day. But I know mm-hmm. we, we have played tough at places at Vermont we lost um now who knows I mean who else did we lose to at at Bentley right yeah we lost um, at Bentley yeah we lost we at, Bentley, at Bentley so Bentley. two bad losses you know away mm-hmm. so can't lose to maybe Bentley. it just comes down to the young team too I don't know because we got a lot of freshmen now um you know with most of the guys in our class going uh pro um you know you got a lot of freshmen playing on the team a lot of sophomores um kind of leading the way you know guys like Ambrosio Trevor Kuntar um, and we're kind of leading the way now for this team. And, you know, they've only been, you know, these are their first games playing with fans, too. They've only had one year in the Heights, and it was the COVID year. So, um, you know, you could draw that up to them kind of being like freshmen, too, when it comes to playing in a, a foreign stadium. Definitely. Yeah, so you lost to Bentley, too, which is 4-5. and five. That's a lot of teams that are mm-hmm. under 500. That was a tough Vermont, loss, too, Merrimack, and Colorado College. All of, you know, very below-average teams. Can't lose to four of those. You know, those are four give me games you got to get. So, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you got to pull us together next time. Definitely. Um, can't have any more loss like that in the season if we want to keep our national ranking. Because uh, five, four, and one, you know, not a hot record. Uh, so but we got a big stretch of hockey East games coming up. Uh, UConn, UMass Lowell, Maine, Notre Dame, Harvard. Um, so. See how things go like there. That. Yeah. Now we can transition some Celtics. Hopefully, we get some Collins. So give me a text. I said. 617-596-3150. We'll talk Celtics before then. So if anyone wants to hop on, talk Celtics, Bruins, Odell. Mm-hmm. We'll talk Whatever, Odell. Yeah. I mean, hey, we can even start with Odell. A lot of buzz going on right now. Uh, Get him home in New York. It's not looking good. Mm-hmm. but That's what Joey wants. Um, that's all I want. That's I like I the want. idea of him going to the Packers, though. Him, you that's know, what I want, too. Yeah. Playing as the number two option for Aaron Rodgers, obviously behind Devontae Adams. I think they're going to have a great connection. Rodgers, I mean, out of the three teams that have been kind of named as the front runners between the Packers, Saints, and... Uh, Packers, Saints, the Chiefs. Seahawks, Chiefs. The Chiefs don't really have a need. Uh, Chiefs don't really have a need for him. They just picked up Josh Gordon. They got you know Nico Hardman, Tyreek Hill, so many guys that can catch the ball. So I don't think Odell's really gonna get much playing time out there. Um, but Green Bay could absolutely use a guy like him, um, another deep threat alongside Devontae Adams, um, with that you know caliber of skill. Um, so I think you know Green Bay, he'd get what he wants, and you know both joining contender and getting legitimate playing time and reps. You know, having a guy that can hit him deep, um, like Aaron Rodgers, I think that'll really help him turn his career around and kind of prove that he's still the guy that he was in New York. Because I really think he is. He's still a great player. It's just I don't think Cleveland was a great fit. I don't think Baker Mayfield was a great fit as quarterback for him. But I think he put him in the right system and gave him the right quarterback that can hit deep shots. Um, you know, he can be one of the most lethal receivers in the NFL again. Oh, he was the best receiver in the NFL for at least three or four years. So. Um, obviously, Eli Manning was a big part of that. Um, love Eli. Love I love Odell. my favorite connection ever. I'm hoping we bring him back home and try to make things work. Doesn't look like it's going to happen, but bring him back home. I don't care what happens the rest of the season if you have him back as a giant. Um, I'm sure Daniel Jones would love it too. But I think he could go to the Chiefs. I think he, I think what you have in Green Bay with Alan Lazard and Velda Scantley, it's very comparable to Demarcus Robinson and Byron Pringle and Miko Hardman. I think they're all very similar guys. I think he could play a good role in the Chiefs offense. But then again, I think if he wants to – Go to a more well-rounded team. Yeah, Green Bay is probably it. I love him on the Ravens. 
Um, love to see him. That'd be Lamar. nice to see too. Him and Lamar together. Lamar and him would be great. Um, um, I'd love to see him on the Seahawks with Russ. Um, but I think the Packers would be ideally his best location. But if not coming home, which I'm, if he's not going to come home, I want him on Green Bay or. or I'm not going to. I couldn't see the Giants taking him back. Just ownership is too stingy on that. Uh, never know, know though. Just, hey. just trade a guy away and then bring him back. You never know. John um, Barra and him had a good conversation before the preseason game. It looked like so. Who knows what they were talking about? But yeah, you never know. I guess looked like, looked like they were you know, um, having a good talk. So I think another underdog though that I mean they were kind of favored at the very beginning. Now talks have kind of died out. The New Orleans Saints. Um, bring him back to Louisiana, where he went to college. Um, He's from Louisiana, yeah. actually, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe he'll want to go play for his hometown team. Um, I mean, they have a need for a receiver there, too. He's going to have, uh, you know, Jameis Winston up for the year. It's going to be tough mm-hmm. um, in terms of that. That's why I think he should go to the Packers if I were him. Yeah, Trevor um, Simeon, I don't but, want really throwing me the ball. Um, yeah, that much. Although Trevor Simeon's on a bad backup, but yeah. You no, know, no, it's a backup, but yeah, if you can. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he, Odell can go pretty Williams. much anywhere he wants right now, so. Definitely. Um, if I'm him, I'm going Green Bay, maybe Seattle too, as you said. Um, you know, somewhere where he can fit in. Because it seems like he wants to go somewhere and be the guy and get the reps that he used to be. Um, and I think he's not going to get you know those kind of throws if he's not playing for a guy like Aaron Rodgers or uh, Russ. Russ or Lamar Jackson, I think could get him the ball like he'd want. Uh, I think also Patrick Mahomes could too. I think I think no matter where he goes, he's going to play a big role in the offense. I'm just hoping it was the Giants. Doesn't look like it's going to be obviously. So I'll be ruined for him to stay. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, go somewhere and hopefully, yeah, I don't blame you at all. hopefully stay yeah, for a year and then come back home. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's all you want. <laughs> get a new GM. You never know. I don't think anyone has anything against him, but. I think if he comes back home, uh, I don't care what happens the rest of the season. I really don't. In any sport, that is. I don't care if any other team wins. Odell's back as a giant. It's all that matters to me. Mm-hmm. I want Unless they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's I mean, matters mostly. I mean, not that that's happening anytime soon, but... Uh, yeah, the Pages are winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, relax. Giants, yeah. yeah we, we have our give, struggles. Give it one or two more years. We have our struggles, but, uh, you know, things things will work out. Giants have a lot to look forward to. A lot of big positive outlook. I always mm-hmm. have a positive outlook on the team. So Speaking of the past, though, uh, big win last weekend at the Panthers. Um and then big week, uh, big week the week before, uh, San Diego Chargers big win. Adrian Phillips had a game ceiling pick six at the end. That was great to see. Um, back to five and four, we're kind of in control of our destiny at this point. Mac Jones has looked good. Um, Ramondre Stevenson has stepped up pretty well with Damian Harris getting being in and out. Um, you know the defense looks really good too. So I think we're in position right now. Um, you know to hopefully secure a wild card spot in the coming weeks. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. We'll see how things weeks. go. The AFC. It's wide open right wide, now. A little more wide open spots, than the NFC. Yeah. Um, well, the NFC, I mean, the Giants have two games out, actually, of a wild card, if I remember right. So, hey, things aren't looking too bad for the Giants. Two two wins we should add back, Washington, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You never know the Cowboys, too. That division could be, you know, two more weeks. That division could be back to wide, being wide open with the way the Cowboys played the last couple of weeks. Definitely. So, uh, see how things go. If anybody wants to call in, as I said, 617-596-3150. Um, I think we'll be someone calling in in a second. Um, yeah, I think I think Mike Curley will be joining us, the the uh, <laughs> sports fanatic, sports guru Mike Curley. He'll be coming on, giving us some insight. I hope so. See how things go, and maybe we can get into some Celtics talk too, some mm-hmm. Bruins with him. Anything he can talk. Yeah, that would be great. So, we'll go whatever BC football, we can go talk anything. With him. Yeah. yeah, Bruins. I mean, hey, he'll, he'll he be on here to talk so. anything. <laughs> he'll be on here to talk anything. The Celtics have been struggling actually recently. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, four and six in the season now. Tough loss to the Mavericks last week. I thought we played really well that game. Yeah, the game. Um, obviously, Mavericks one of the better teams in the league, six and three. I mean, it's tough to judge a season only ten games in. Uh, 
you know, it's tough that we hung with them the whole game, um, you know, down just a little bit at the half. Um, and then, you know, we kind of scratch and claw our way back all, you know, the third quarter and the fourth quarter, force OT. Uh, not force OT, excuse me. And then they had a game it comes down. Game. Yeah, it comes down to the end of the game. You know, you see Luca get the ball and you just kind of know, like, okay. Like, Luca takes a step back three and you just kind of know. We were watching that game live and, you know, you see the step back go in. It's just, it's crushing. Um, so... You know, tough game. Tatum played really well, though. Uh, 32 points, shot 6 for 8 from 3. Um, Horford's been solid. He's been really steady all year. Um, so that was good to see as well. Um, I mean, a lot of close losses we've had this year. We had a couple tough games at the start of the year. Um, but I think we're starting to bring it back, even though the record doesn't exactly show that. Um, even our losses are getting a lot closer, and our wins have been solid. Um, you know, yeah. we got to with the Heat last week. That was a good game. Um, you know, and we're playing good teams right now, so... Game against the Raptors tonight. We're up eleven to six halfway through the first quarter, um, so we'll see how that one goes. But I'm feeling good about the game. Um, let's see. Uh, Scotty Barnes has been playing well all year. He has four points already to go. Uh, Horford's got four. Robert Williams has four. Um, close game though so far. So see how things we'll go. See how it goes. Um, yeah, need to get a win back to get back on track. Come next week, actually, the Tatum versus Brown talk. We'll be ready for that. I don't think we have time for that this week, but. Mm-hmm. I do. I would take Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. I'll say that now. We'll talk about a big next argument with this one, but yeah, he's we'll saying that uh, he wants Jalen Brown. If he can only have one, I mean Tatum. Like, Brown over Tatum. Hold on, before we even get all right, we're not getting into this call. today. But... Before we even get Mike let's talk about some Tatum stat lines here. Seven of thirty. All right, we can't. It's been, it's been it's been eight games. Twelve of twenty. Nine. It doesn't matter. I mean, the nine of twenty-two, ten of thirty-two, eight of twenty-two, four of sixteen, three, right, three of thirteen. I... All right, you just pulled this stats, but let me go into the last few it's seasons. Been ridiculous. Next week we're going to the last few seasons. It's not even close. There's not last few seasons. I take Jalen. Jalen Brown can't yeah. create offense the That's same just, way. I'm talking current basketball. All right, Jalen Brown can get those points because he's not the number one guy. He's not the number one focus of opposing defenses. Tatum's the guy that can create for you. He's right, the guy that you can give the we'll ball to. Two thinks. minutes left. We'll see what Mike Curley. Hey, Mike, you on the line with us? Mike's yet? gonna think you're crazy. Hold on, let's see if we can even hear him. It's not even close. Yeah. In terms of creating offense. I love Jalen Brown. He's a great player, and I wouldn't train him for anything. But if yeah. I could only have one, I mean, you need a guy like Tatum to win games. If we didn't, I mean, Jalen Brown, if we had just him and no Tatum, we'd st- we'd be good defensively still. Um, but we need a playmaker on offense. Oh, there we go. Now we hear him. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. The speaker wasn't connecting. Here we go. All right. Here we go. Mike Hurley, sports guru, coming on to give us some insight. All right, yeah, we can refresh. So we're talking about Jason Tatum versus Jalen Brown. I say I would take Jalen Brown over Jason Tatum. Yes, mm-hmm. I know most people wouldn't, but um, I'm, I don't taking, know. Let's I'm taking the easy he side. He may agree. Yeah, he may agree. Tatum. Tatum or Jalen Brown? Let's hear it. Sports guru. Uh, that's a bad question. Isaiah Thomas is who I'd rather have actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I can get behind that. I'd love to bring him back. In his prime, so, yeah. Um, you know, here's the thing. I think Tatum. Probably has a higher ceiling. Everybody says that. It's the cop-out. I still don't think he has a high enough ceiling to actually make the Celtics uh, championship contenders. Sorry. I agree with that. I was a top 10 guy to me. I agree with that, actually. I'm with you there. I think, honestly, it's, it's been every year's idea. I think uh, whenever Brown gets the ball, it's just it sticks with him. He's not really – he's not a great passer. Tatum's not a great passer either. Neither, neither of them. Mm-hmm. Have great handles. Not that you need to if you're a big guy, but – I don't know. Uh, Seems like if Tatum ever gets the ball in a tough situation, though, he can always just kind of find his way. He dribbles off his knees half the time. He, he, he turns okay, the ball over a ton. Okay, not that often. I guess Miami Heat. How many turnovers he has? Yeah, game six, two years ago. Foul calls are down, yes. It's been less, actually. I actually like that. It makes it more enjoyable to watch. Just as a fan, you know, when you watch it on TV, it 
gets kind of tiring seeing all these free throws going on all the time. Yeah, pace of plays down since the 1980s, the heyday. They started calling fouls for uh, Michael Jordan and made the game worse. Yeah, mm, things, yeah. Things, it's a different game now. You know what I mean? Mm, it's been tough for guys like James Harden, too. You see him celebrating after finally getting a foul call last week at uh, I forget who they were playing, but the clip was all over Sports Center, him celebrating because the refs finally gave him a call. Nuts. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's a different game now. Yeah, well, everybody wants to make uh, well all NBA, so you gotta get your points. If you don't get your points, you can't get that all NBA. You get the whatever extra money or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. so whatever everyone wants. Yeah, you got those. And the other problem is people they just want to keep making super teams. That's the real problem with the league is that all the powers with the players in that league. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a different so game. You have to you have to appease your top guys so that they're the king of the castle. And if they're not good enough, your team's just gonna stay not good enough until you draft a guy who's good. Yeah, no, you're mm-hmm. right. Um, so they never, never know if they're going to leave, too. Now, unless you can trade one of them, I don't care which, for a, a real top For Embiid. Guy. Huh. <laughs> Embiid, yeah. Get Embiid. I, I'd be happy with Embiid. I'd love that. Not Ben Simmons, though. That's ridiculous. No, I, I, I didn't like those rumors one bit. I'm glad they came out as fake. I would lose my mind if we traded either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum for Simmons. Yeah, I wouldn't trade him for anything, actually. I don't want Ben Simmons. Especially how much he's... How much is causing that? Doncic? Would you trade him for Doncic? Yeah. I would probably trade almost anyone in the league for Doncic, I think. Mm-hmm. In terms he of like... He just uh, he smoked the Celtics, what, a couple days ago? He did, yeah. Yeah, he had a game winner three. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Big game winner, yeah. We've been we've been struggling early on in the season, um, which is something we were just highlighting. So, hopefully see how things go. With Jalen Brown out for a couple of weeks, that definitely won't help. Um, see how Tatum Hope has a team. He's going to manage these egos. I, I heard they just... I know, it's a lot of egos. They canceled the captaincy on the team, right? Yeah, they did. They did yeah. today, actually. It was supposed to be the Jalen Brown or Corfit, and then... man enough to be captain. I guess not. It's not yeah, that's kind of wild. It's not like Chara on the Bruins. Not like that. No, not at all. Bergeron on the Bruins. Now Bergeron. I'm talking about Chara back in the day, though. He's the cap. Mm-hmm. I would have thought... Well, the were more, they were a more likable team when Isaiah Thomas was here because he was... Kyrie Wayne player. You know, maybe yeah. his ceiling is not what Tatum and Brown's is, but... He was the leader of the team. It was undisputed, and he wasn't a crybaby. He was the third leader scorer in the league, too. Come on, he was right there, a second, whatever he was. Finished third in MVP, mm-hmm. a second in MVP, whatever he did. Mm-hmm. The team still has never gone farther than they did with him since, uh, what, 2008? They're the last team to win a championship in town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 2018, like, you know, we were close. Game seven was the Cavs. In over a decade or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't, no. I think another weird thing, but too, is that. People actually, like, you know, if they make the second round, that they just won the finals. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you want to The new coach, now. too. I would have thought by now, you know, we would have had a lot more offensive flow but, uh, after last year because it seemed like as Brad's days were dwindling down, would, our offense just came down to, you know, give a guy like Tatum or Brown the ball and let him work, and yeah. we just have nothing ISO, else. I saw league, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now, it's the same thing this year. So. I actually think uh, that's, again, I come back to it. BC, BC basketball, if they were a better product, you guys say they get a little bit better, but if they were a better product and they made the big dance, they'd be fun to watch because college ball get a little more team play it's a faster game absolutely mm-hmm. definitely for sure um let's hear your thoughts on some bruins though this is the best uh best basketball product oh march madness yeah no definitely oh, get some more going. yeah you're a guru College with that, basketball too. in general too yeah you don't really get many of those iso plays you just get guys going out it the whole time Hey, yeah, Oral Roberts got blown out actually in their opener against some random team yesterday. Can't happen. They got blown out by 20. They lost uh, or- Obernard, didn't they? Obernard, yeah. Obernard's Ob- gone. And then they still got Ace Miss, but yeah, they, got, they, they had a tough first game. I thought they'd dominate, but yeah, I mean, it's only first game of the year. I'm sure they'll be good. But uh, 
Let's have some Bruins, though. We got to have some Bruins talk, Mike. We haven't talked about them in a couple weeks now. Yeah, well, they just had a pretty good win there against Ottawa. Ottawa, 3-2. Um, the big problem is they just it's just the top line is doing all the scoring. That's it. Very yeah, top-heavy. Having, having a down spell. Um, didn't play a lot of hockey in the summer because it was unfortunate. Um family situation there, but mm -hmm. yeah. the problem is that they get no scoring. Cassidy called them out. He said it's a quiet team. But if yeah. you're quiet in terms of production, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're quiet in the locker room. Because they got a bunch of guys who are characters, but yeah, for sure. Got to get everyone going. Top line, McAvoy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think the next best goal scorer on the team is like Forbort or something, and he scored two goals his whole life. Yeah, Bergeron, yeah, Moshin, yeah. they got five goals each. Um, yeah, Bergeron's been putting it in lately. Bashan always, Pasta, he at least creates scoring plays, you know, even if he's not at the top mm -hmm. of his game. He yeah, three goals. Goals. yeah, some nights he's either on and then some nights he's off. Yeah, Brad's having a good mm -hmm. season, 15 points, Bergeron's got nine. I know you just picked him up at Fantasy Hockey, big Bergeron. Shot. Big trade. Oh, big trade, big fleece. <laughs> right before Bergeron's, what, how, many, how many points did he have that game, four that points? Day. I accepted it the, the day, during the day. And then Bergeron scored four goals. So he wasn't on my team yet. I actually had uh, Brock Nelson score four goals anyway. So I still got the points. But Okay, there we it's go. It's a big swing. I'm in third place, 16-team league, you know. Hey, there you go. There you let's go. go. <laughs> Come on, let's go. You need to get the W, kid. $200 buy-in. Oh, jeez. Always a heavy buy-in. Yeah. <laughs> Bruins, though. We need some defense out there. Um, Do need defense. It's been brutal. Swayman. Carolina got a Swayman to save anything. In the offseason, I don't know if... Um, they didn't really address it. I, they, they could have saved some money, I think, with Rash being gone and Krejci. That's about fifteen million, fourteen million. Mm -hmm. You know, they just extended McAvoy, but that's not this year. If you go on that CapFriendly.com, so yeah, has every sport. Oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah. yeah, has every team, has all the deals. Um, I wish they had that for every sport, but hockey's really one of the only ones that has a hard cap. Yeah, they got every team you know, right in there. Yeah, you can spend as much as you want. Go LA Dodgers style, just get everyone. Yeah, same spirit. <laughs> We could use it right now. We need someone besides McAvoy up there. Yeah. Go against the cap. Yeah, baseball, yeah, it's basically non-existent, yeah. the cap. Um, basically, this, this goalie that they brought in, Omar, he's a good goalie. Yeah, I've seen his stats. I think they, over, I think they overpaid him a little bit. He's and the backup, you said. Yeah, they signed. The bottom six who, you know, they're paying them good bottom six salaries, but probably be yeah. better off just bringing a couple guys up from, you know, the AHL and then try to go pay a top four defenseman. Hopefully, you know, a number of two or three defensemen to play that left side. For sure, yeah. I mean, he's not having a bad season on Mark. He's they, got... They've lost defensemen in both expansion drafts, you know? For so, sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's tough. They say it's the toughest position in the sport, so... Mm -hmm. Gotta find some talent there. We didn't have any other plan, yeah, for losing him. Um, yes, past we have a guy, we'd have guys come up, like Dougie Hamilton, Tory Krug. Yeah, haven't seen anything like that in a while, though. Yeah, McAvoy's that guy. McAvoy, another one, yep. Boy, you have, like, mm -hmm. six, seven guys playing defense at least. Clifton, you know, come Kevin on. Miller retired. Yeah, Clifton's he's good. It's your boy, yeah. But you only get a million bucks a year. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. that's nothing. <laughs> For sure. Got to get someone going. Someone's got to get hot. Someone's got to get hot. It's a long season, though, as we talked about every team. We talked about BC football being a long season, BC hockey Celtics, being a long season. Celtics. Watch them heat up soon. The problem is they don't have the, the Bs. It would be nice if they, had, if they had enough scoring up front. You know, you might be able to trade a guy like a DeBrosk and go get a D-man. Right now, mm -hmm. it's just... You know, only the big dogs scoring, and then yeah, <laughs> and then McAvoy playing thirty minutes a night out there, and everybody penalties. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys wrecked every night, so, getting killed. So, what would you do though? What would you? Let's say you're the GM of the Bruins right now. What deal are you doing? What deal are you making? Oh, well, I'm going after 
tough side defenseman. You have to. Absolutely, um, yeah. I agree, hundred percent. Who would who a trade partner would be? St. Louis Blues or somebody? Vegas has a few. Um, yeah, got some options. Dallas has a few guys. Philly, I mean Phillies, they just retooled their defense, but they're not doing the defensemen themselves aren't doing too hot. Although one guy's hurt, Ellis. Yeah, it's um, not enough. Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. they need to find something. I mean, Spencer Knight. They've been good. Yeah, Spencer Knight's been playing really well. As like a. He's just one of the crew, really. Mm-hmm. Spencer, yeah, Spencer Knight, Knight now, too. He's so one of the highest win streaks for a uh, rookie goalie. True. We've got to find something. Guy, Martinez is the guy that could have got off Vegas if they just paid him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice to have a guy like him. There's anyone so really at this point that can provide that. He's offensive enough, and he can log some big minutes. He's a little sturdier than like a Grizzly. I like Grizzly. Like, his game's good. I think he's he might be better than McAvoy offensively, but... Mm-hmm. McAvoy's just better all around. So yeah, we we need more defensive defensemen. Yeah. You know, offense hasn't really been an issue for us. For sure. Like, you know, yeah, they need yeah they need a, a steady defensive defenseman. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I yeah, for sure. Away. You gotta have somebody out there who can uh, punish people. Sure, we'll, we'll be looking out. Hopefully, uh, the Bruins make a deal. We'll have you come back on, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for coming yeah, on thanks tonight. Thanks for coming on, Mike. Thank you for oh, talking some Celts. Nice, I was talking Boston sports. Yeah, there was a quick second about Odell. He said he, he, that yeah. was his main argument. What, he what, to come what's your prediction? <laughs> he wanted to come out and talk Odell. That was his main Let's hear it real quick. We're at 759. When was the last time a big outside receiver who was a diva won a Super Bowl? Wait, it's not that Odell doesn't uh, have the talent to win a Super Bowl. I mean, you put him in the right system. You put him down in the right system, he'll be fine. I want him back in the Giants, so I don't I'm care if it was Super Bowl or not. I want him back. I like Des. He, he didn't win. These, yeah. these big outside diva receivers, they don't win. You don't want them on the Pats? Money, they want the ball, and you can shut them down. Any team can shut down one receiver. Give us a quick prediction on one team. Where's he going? Bay, he's not gonna get the Let's ball. go. That's where I'm going too, Green Bay. I want him on the Ravens, kid. But yeah, <laughs> we'll have yeah, to see. Yeah, I think the Ravens are in much contention, from what I heard. But maybe Chiefs. Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are Packers. Yeah. yeah, I think Packers are most likely. Seahawks, Ravens. I think his fit is best with uh, Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, they're too deep. He'd be the third best player on that team. If they be out. He'd be out there. Oh my God! All right, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah, I, I don't Miller. think he's getting much playing time in Tampa Bay. Hey, Brady loves him. If Brady wants him out, he's playing. No matter who's on that Seems team. Like Brady. I mean, if Brady, take an offensive if, lineman out. If Brady won him, he would be there already. So, oh, he's one of the best. Belichick wants him too. So, anyways, I'm like, thank you for coming on. Though. Yeah, we appreciate on, it. Mike. It was awesome having you come on, talk right. some Bruins, some Celtics, talk some BC too. Appreciate it. Oh, let's go. Absolutely. Hey, no, yeah, you're a long time listener, too. Time. I know that. The sports guru. That's it. Sports guru. Have you come on again for sure. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Have a good night. Right. Take it easy. See you, See you Mike. Alrighty. Uh, that wraps up another good week of uh, the playbook. Thank you guys all for coming out. Um, you know, I'm glad we got to have another week out here talking Boston sports. So, looking forward to a big couple uh BC football games and BC basketball games this weekend. Um, so enjoy it. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for listening to another play, another week of the playbook with Joey and Zach. We'll be back on BC Sports Radio next week, Wednesday, November 17th from 7 to 8 p.m. We invite you to listen and join us again uh, then. Uh, we appreciate it. Thank you, Mike Curley, again for coming on. Thank you guys all for listening. 
We really appreciate it. Um, we invite you to listen again next week. Thank you. Have a great night and uh, be safe and be well. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. See you guys.